Friday. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, Stuber Gear, what's the top story for you today? As if we needed it. Even more evidence that the Trump administration has hate mongering intent on the border. Mm. But we've got more and we'll give it to you today. <laughs> Jason Buttrell. More fallout from the Mueller report indictments, um, but not necessarily from the side you might think. All right. And Jason Howerton. Um, I'm starting to get this feeling that uh, that uh, Congresswoman Omar does not really like America that much. Huh. Like it just, what? Yeah, it's like a gut. What would give you that idea? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Controversial. I, uh, next thing you know, you're going to tell me that you don't think she's very bright. I have my suspicions. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to get into, but uh, first we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. Um, like I always say, I think that they should change the tagline to smart enough not to do business with Stu. Mm-hmm. Hurts but. every time you say it. I don't know if you're trying to hurt me every time you say it, but it does work. Yeah, and, uh, that's, a, that's a winning advertising strategy. Though. I Just think so. More companies, honestly, for almost any company, it works well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, American Financing did. Uh, I did actually do you know business with them and talk to them for a while. Um, they tried to walk me through this mortgage and try to make me have a sensible choice on the mortgage. <laughs> now I wanted it something I would call not stupid but exotic. Is the way I would describe oh, what, I, what I was looking for. They were like, well, that's not really what we do here. Um, we don't really do loan shark situations. But uh, they, they actually were able to walk me through exactly what everything meant, which was really important. They got me to uh, a deal that I was, uh, I mean, they had, I mean, I wanted to talk to 25 places. And they had the best sensible deal. <laughs> uh, and But it, I thought it was interesting that when it came down to it, they could have, look, I mean, they could I, I know these people are good people. They could have easily talked me into taking their deal. But they actually said, you know what? For what you're looking for, that that other one might actually work better. So it was it was interesting. This is the type of people they are. They're not on commission. I mean, this is the best evidence of that, right? They didn't they didn't need to force a sale because they were on commission. They're on salary, so they just want to get you to your best deal, and they do a great job doing that. And you've got no broken legs yet. No, well, I've been able to occasionally pay my bills, so um, we're still there. But I'm at 37% interest rates now, which is a little higher than I was expecting. <laughs> and, and you got a good script out of it, Goodfellas 2, which will probably come out <laughs> soon, pretty soon. Uh, you can go to AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440. All right, Stu, uh, let's talk about the hate-mongering White House. Well, we know they're hate mongers over at the White House. They do just don't like Mexicans. They don't like. If they don't like, they don't like you. Yeah. Even I know. though you say nice things about them, sometimes they still don't like mm -hmm. you because of your heritage. Um, but they are uh, the. Uh, they have this new proposal that they were tossing around in the White House. It's now been leaked to the New York Times, and I think the Washington Post both got their hands on these emails. Their emails from um, aides in the in the White House talking about what we should do with this border crisis, as you know. They went from uh, 8,000 families to 53,000 families crossing in a month. They went from you know, uh, a much smaller number to 92,000. It's the highest in 12 years. Uh, it's up 375% year to year. Just I mean, the 375. Just the three. Yeah, no, not more than that. Chuck Schumer um, just said that we're at historic lows, though. So yeah. those numbers don't really I add I still want to know match. what he was even looking at. I don't know what he was reading. I really don't. Because I've looked at the Border Patrol numbers, and I'm like, what, what is he? Is he using yeah. numbers from I would say five years ago? I'd say it's an outdated script, right? Like 2017 was historic lows. Right. So, I mean, if you, if you look at, if you're in mid-2018 or late 2018 or even early 2019, your most recent numbers would be 2017, and you could claim that. Now the numbers have come out. Mm -hmm. Again, you can't claim it because they, kept, they put out the numbers monthly. But if you want to look yeah. at an annual report, you wouldn't get that until at least January 2019. So maybe you can kind of justify it. He's just late to the <laughs> That's game. very kind of you. This is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, these people stretch these things all the time. But a talking point of, of a historical lows, 
you know, it, ha- it has been higher at other points, but never like this with families. Um, and the higher is, you know, we're talking 20 years ago when you're, if you want to find higher numbers. Uh, anyway, so they, they decided to kind of try to you know, toss around some, we always used to call this the safety tree. Like, you get in the safety tree, let's just toss around ideas. Some of them might be dumb. Some of them might work, but don't criticize me for them because we're in the safety tree. Mm-hmm. So the safety tree idea that was emailed around was this idea that they would take their excess illegal immigrants when they got past um, the, the detainment facilities and they were all filled and start, instead of just releasing them in the border towns, actually bus them to sanctuary cities and release them there. <laughs> now, you'd think that this would be a delightful uh, development for the left because we love illegal immigrants. We want them all in our sanctuary cities. That's why they're sanctuary That's cities. What they're for, yeah. So here's the email that was leaked. And just to give you the kind of idea, the idea has been raised by one or two principles that if we were unable to build sufficient temporary housing, that caravan members be bused to small and mid-sized sanctuary cities. The aid is May Davis. This was uh, November 16th, so late last year. Before this you know, got to any sort of level that we're talking about now. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's up, uh, you know, the, the border crossings are up incredibly since November. So I stopped and thought about that, and I thought, you know what? That, I, that idea is, it's a good idea, is what it is, okay? <laughs> now, it's interesting, the pushback inside the administration, and it did not happen. They brought it up a couple times, and it was shot down by, twice. The pushback was essentially from people on the sane side of the argument, according to the New York Times, that were basically saying, look, you know, the cost isn't, uh, it's not worth it. Like, we're going to have to spend a lot of money to get these people to sanctuary cities, and it's not going to be worth it. Just release them here. But is that fair to border towns? I mean, I know we can, we're looking at, like, we're going to punish liberals by putting them in their sanctuary cities. First of all, they don't see it as punishment. At least that's not what they say. They say that they want these people here, and they don't want to do anything about it. That's why they're sanctuary cities. So putting people there where they're able to use all of the facilities of the city and be res- respected and out of the shadows would be, you'd think, better for the illegal immigrants, right? Secondly, the town, the city, actually is embracing this philosophy. They've made a big deal about it. They're, they're putting their face into I mean, they're actually going against federal law to say that they want this. So you'd think it would be good for them. There is a cost to us. But the cost there uh, is, I think, number one, uh, justified from the fact that these border towns didn't ask for this. If they're not sanctuary cities, they didn't ask for all these people to be just unloaded on them instead. It's not like they're going to some safe facility somewhere else. They're just going to be unloaded on another town. So why not give it to a town that has specifically asked to have illegal immigrants come there. Uh, and so I think that that's a justifiable part of it. Um, and it also makes me happy and just smile a little what, bit. What, but why Why then is Nancy Pelosi so upset about it? I was just... Well, that's why, that's, that's just exactly my next yep. point here, okay. because here is the quote from the Nancy Pelosi spokesperson. She says, The extent of this administration's cynicism and cruelty cannot be overstated, said Ashley Etienne a spokeswoman for Ms. Pelosi, using human beings, including little children as pawns in their warped game to perpetuate fear and demonize immigrants is despicable, and in some cases, criminal. Now, wait a minute. Why? What is hateful about this? You've said you're the only, like, a sanctuary city is more of a statement, right? Correct. The statement is, we're going to be nice to illegal immigrants when everyone else is mean, right? Like, that's essentially the statement. I mean, there's, there's other legal uh, arguments about it that we, you know, we've discussed before. But bottom line is what, what you're saying as a city is, we're nice, everyone else is mean. So why wouldn't it be better for the illegal immigrants to go to a place that welcomes them rather than just some random town that's enforcing federal law? 
This is actually a sensible, better solution for them. Mm -hmm. And it's better for the illegal immigrants who can go there and actually access the services, publicly live out of the shadows, be proud, wear shirts that say, I'm an illegal immigrant all around the city. They're asking you to come. Why not help them get there? Couldn't it be? Couldn't it be? (laughs) It may be inside. Mm Where, they, where, where mm. the Democrats don't actually go too deep in, yes. they know inside, even though they won't say it out loud, that letting thousands and thousands mm. of unvetted immigrants might not be the greatest thing for their district. Huh. Uh, I be? wonder if. Maybe. And Anything's I think, possible, Jay. Yeah, I know. It's a crazy conspiracy theory. But, I mean, this is kind of like, I think, the... The Trump trolling side of this yeah. in the administration who wants to. Yeah, I, I like that point being made. If you want them so bad, take them. Like, I mean, again, you're saying you're the ones that are nice to these people and we're mean. So go ahead. Give it a whirl. On the other side of that, like, I don't understand the argument from Pelosi saying she said the word cruelty. Criminal. <laughs> Criminal. It's, it's cruel to bring an illegal immigrant to San Francisco? Why? <laughs> Why would that be San, cruel? Have you seen San Francisco? <laughs> yeah, that's, a good yes. point. that's a good point. I mean, I don't know what they're admitting there yeah. when they say that. But, I mean, you know, they again, like the idea in a sensible world, right? In a sensible world where we step back from politics and everybody's saying that everybody else is wrong. We realize that this illegal immigrant uh, situation as far as the border goes is a legitimate crisis just from the aspect of we can't we don't have the facilities for the amount of people coming however we have giant cities who have said we are a facility for people coming over the border so why not allow them to give it a whirl and try it out i actually think this is a it's a really good idea and i think it, if it was presented not in a trolling way but in a way of saying like look this is this is a place where the left tells us all the time it's going to be nicer to them than wherever we would put them. So let's give it, let them give a shot. Let, let them, let them explore. I'll have to, I'll have to disagree because oh, no. I think that, uh, I think it's an awesome troll. It, 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 <laughs> the, the proposed idea mm-hmm. reads like a, the, one of the president's Twitter trolls, yes. and it's awesome. Um, and I think that's why it's receiving pushback. And, I, and I'd like to hear your actual pushback on the idea, because I, I love the trolling part of it. You know, there's a certain part of me, it's a very dark part of me, that likes the trolling aspect of it. But, I mean, I actually think, like, if you're going... Remember, there are legal restrictions for them pushing them back over the border. They can't do that. They have to accept them as asylum claims. They don't have the facility to do it. They have to put them somewhere if you have to release them. Again, that's the premise we're at. Why not release them to a place that is friendly? So, yeah, um, yeah, and I totally get where you're coming from on it. I, I, uh, I also think it's a huge political miss by Pelosi because she should have, it's not going to happen. So you should have said, yeah, let them in. Yeah, like, right. we'll gladly, she totally, she yeah. totally swung and miss on this. Yeah. But also, I, the reason I would think that maybe a Stephen Miller or someone like that would be like, whoa, let's hold off on that is because, I don't know, actually, this actually sounds like something Stephen Miller would probably propose. But regardless, <laughs> someone put the brakes on it. And the reason is because it has nothing to do with, with uh, them being, loving immigrants, like lug- wanting to accept them in. Why they want them has nothing to do with that. It's not about compassion. That's not what it's all about. They want tons and tons of, of, of them to come in uh, because it provides voting base. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just bought 
you know, at least multiple decades of loyal, you know, constituents when they actually when they do or if they become citizens. Um, but also in their districts, the point that you made out, it's not good for their district. That's going to be hard for them to sell to their base and they're, they're already they're registered voters. And they'll figure that out a little bit later once they, the, the ramifications start hitting. But it overwhelms the system. So if you're a politician, um, you're enabling them to overwhelm the system, which is the other goal that they want. They want massive amounts of, uh, of illegal immigrants to overwhelm the system. It overwhelms the welfare system. So they can be then justified to increase the, uh, the welfare system. It basically overloads every single public social you know service that they have which again enables them to grow that and give them more power that's one of the reasons why we want to stop this to, to begin with yeah um, so if you just allow this to happen then you're giving them uh, the the political like we care thing but you're also giving them exactly what they want a larger voting base and the excuse to over to uh, allow this overwhelming of the system to grow the system which is why I think it would be detrimental I think I agree with your argument as it's as it's uh, as it applies to whether we should be releasing people in into the, the United States yeah, so I, I, I'm talking in the long term. This is yeah. really bad. So you're saying basically like uh, you think it would wind up because I don't think that it would wind up buying any voters because I think when they fi- when they got there, they'd find out that, number one, the people in the city were not welcoming people in, in San Francisco. So you say, think it would, you're saying it would offset I think the voters they lose versus the ones I, they gain. Yeah. And I people. think, too, though, I don't think they, I don't think necessarily it would be as good as, as I don't think they necessarily would be treated any better um, than they would anywhere else. I think it would honestly be. You know, uh, 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 it would be it would, it would be offsetting, I think, on that. I, I, it, it's, I understand where you're going with that. It's interesting. I mean, I think the bottom line here is, of course, the long-term solution is making sure that these things don't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the asylum and refugee resettlement programs are really screwed up, and we need to solve them long-term. But this is, it's still an interesting thing, and it's also fun. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Back in a minute. <laughs> on uh, during the break, Stu just saw an interesting uh, alert from the Wall Street Journal that kind of ties into the, the Trump conversation. Followed by a maniacal cackle afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Bad. it was very funny. Um, uh, the New York Times released this story that I was talking about as kind of a slam on the administration. Like, we caught these internal emails that show these people are nuts. They want to release illegal immigrants in the, in the sanctuary cities. Someone asked him about it. You know, you'd think he'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I don't know. That, we, that was an idea we had, and we brushed it off. He's like, no, we're seriously considering it. It's probably, it seems like a good idea. So he actually Trump is still it's still on the table, which means it was probably his idea in the meeting, and he's like, you know what, I'm not done with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, like it. I, like it. I love it. I, I think they purposely leak these things sometimes just to gauge public response. Yeah, yeah. like, and traveling. if it's not too hardcore, they're like, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Buttrell, yes. uh, you said another casualty from the Mueller report. Yeah. So what? I don't think the indictments are over. I, I think some of them will will, can, will continue. And really, we were kind of given a hint of this once he was like, oh, we were. He was told that they were passing on to like local, you know, courts, you know, and, and attorney generals, additional, I guess, evidence so they could pursue it on their own. So again, I think that we'll see more of this. But uh, former Obama uh, White House Counsel Greg Craig, uh, he has two first names. Um, he just was indicted for uh, making false uh, statements to the special counsel. And um, what that goes back to is his interesting lobbying work. So he's did so, he did some lobbying work, uh, surprise, surprise, for Ukraine mm. in the Russian-backed 
President Yanukovych back in around 2012. Now, this is the exact same thing that Paul Manafort was was you know guilt, guilty of, and this is also the narrative that they took was you know to, to show that that you know the people that were in the Trump campaign were dirty and they had Russian ties. Now, I, I have no idea. Like, this really needs to be asked. Like, if 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 Manafort knew this and passed this off to a local you know you know attorney general. Why didn't he include this with the Manafort? Mueller? You mean Mueller? Mueller, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Why didn't uh, Mueller include this? Like, uh, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Like, well, if you had the information, you should have released this at the exact same time. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it was interesting because Mueller said there's not going to be any more indictments coming from the Mueller report. However, like for example, in when he re- the stuff they released about Trump in the summary said he's totally free of collusion. That didn't happen. Uh, how, and we're kind of leaving it open, basically, for the uh, for uh, Barr to figure out whether he thinks the um, uh, obstruction of justice is a thing. And as they said in his summary, he's like, it's not a thing. We don't think it's we, we don't think these uh, add up to charges. So I think like I think what you outlined it well in that, like they took a bunch of information and they gave it to now people who are going to decide whether they're going to be indictments. He only indicted the people he was like, I don't know, let's say sure of. Right. Like he, they hit some really high standards. Is it or is he the only indicted the people that had connect direct connections to the president? It seems very, I mean, probably not, but it's, it has the appearance of this extreme narrative-driven, you know, thing. Like, because if you're trying to, like, show that, hey, all these people were dirty and they were around President Trump and they were all dealing with this Ukraine thing, oh, but we're not going to talk about this one guy. We're going we're gonna to put a pin in him and let that come out later because he was part of the Obama administration. Okay, That Alex sounds Jones. dirty. Uh, all right, Alex Jones. Could, although, I mean, really? I, I mean, remember, Mueller didn't say anything about anything, right? Like, Mueller has not said one word still. I mean, he just gave the report over, and Barr is the one who said stuff about it. That's the only thing that we know. We could, there could be tons of stuff. I mean, I think it's possible that Barr will go through this and find several other things and pass these down uh, to different attorney generals and, and states and such to say, and we saw this with Manafort, too, in New York, right? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, but, but, but the same exact charge, he got General Flynn. The same exact charge they got Papadopoulos. I mean, it's a tiny little thing. Yeah. Like, why? And it has to do with the, with the, all of this, like Ukraine, Russia stuff. This is the exact same thing. Mm. Yeah. So why didn't they do it at the it, same is, time? Is the evidence as strong? I mean, I, I don't. We don't know. Maybe yet. Is that right? Probably the right answer. So, so what he did was so around 2012-ish. Was he done with the White House around 2010? I, I think was the case. He left the administration in 20. Craig, I think you're talking about Larry Craig. Craig. I want to say Craig. Greg Craig. 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 I keep going to Larry Craig and Roger Craig. Neither one of the Craigs that are the right <laughs> Craigs. Greg <laughs> Craig is the one we're talking about. Yeah. So um, I think he left in 20. And then in 2012, he started doing all this lobbying stuff with Manafort. Okay. And they were, oh, okay. it was with this Russian. I mean, it, it looks very dirty, but apparently he lied and didn't register with Farah. And he said uh, he doctored some things so it didn't look like he, he needed, even needed to, to uh, register with Farah. But they came out later and said, okay, yeah, you should have. But he lied again during the Mueller investigation. So that's when they're, when they're hitting him. I, I think that, you know, we've said this kind of for a while. Like, I, I always thought that the rush to judgment against Mueller is maybe not a good idea. Because I think this Mueller thing's turned out to be really good for the administration. Yeah. Yeah. He was sure, he was, yes, it was que- questioned about him, but it showed that he didn't do anything. Most of the people that had any significant contact with Trump didn't do anything. You know, yes, Manafort lied and Flynn lied, but they weren't really, like, tied to the, you know, the campaign in that way. I think this has actually worked out well for them. I think it's actually exonerated from all these corruption yeah, uh, allegations. I, I, and hopefully we'll find out more information as the, the story progresses. I want to make sure that we have time to move on to Ilan Omar. Oh, um, oh, okay. Um, so like I said, I have, I have a, a, a very uh, far out um, 
conspiracy theory mm-hmm. that that More Congress, Alex Jones on the I show. know that's why I wore the hat it's just not tinfoil but um, I, I have the sneaking suspicion she doesn't really like America hmm. that she's not really in it to win it for America and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you she's why racist. I know I am racist and uh, Islamophobic and every other phobic uh, out there but <laughs> let me explain I have a few pieces of evidence I want to go through okay. okay let's start with the most recent I want to I want to talk about her um, her uh, some people did something remark about 9-11 right <laughs> mm-hmm. so some people did something on 9-11 and it was bad for muslims that was kind of her her um pitch of mm-hmm. what 9-11 was right so you have you have that remark and then you go from that to her defending herself um instead of saying you're right this is something that happened to america three thousand people died remember three thousand people it wasn't something that happened it was the worst terrorist attack uh in american history um, so her defense of herself is this. She quotes uh, President George W. Bush, the guy who kicked um, you know, Al-Qaeda's behind from here to, to high heaven. Um, she says, the people, this is George Bush, uh, the people and the, pe- uh, the people who knocked down these buildings will hear all of us soon. This was his famous speech on, uh, at uh, Ground Zero. Yeah. The, one of the it's greatest moments. Yeah. On top, one of yeah. the greatest moments in American history. For any president. For any president, period. Um, and, and remember, we didn't know who had done it at that point. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, the fires were still going, mm-hmm. right? We had no idea. So she says that is the same as what she said. Some people did something on 9-11 to justify uh, what she was saying. And then she pulls the, the Muslim card. What if he was a Muslim? Saying that if, if he was a Muslim no. president and said that, I guess he would have gotten in trouble, I guess, is her... I really don't point. understand that point it's at all. It's the worst analogy it's, ever. That's why. There's, I, I've tried so hard to yeah. make sense of it. There's no point to be made on it. It's right. like, <laughs> this was before we even knew who had done it. And she is so bad at this. <laughs> yeah. She's so bad at that. At, 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 uh, you know, Trump is like the opposite, right? He's, he's Teflon Don because he kind of knows how to like, when he does something stupid, how to deflect. Like, she's, she's terrible at it. So, so you have this, you have... Uh, anti-Semitic remark after anti-Semitic remark after anti-Semitic remark, never a real apology, always deflection, this and that. Um, and then one more point I want to make is the, the, um, the way she talks about terrorism, the way she talks about Al-Qaeda, the way she talks about um, Hezbollah, these groups that, that have, are, are bound by an ideology of, of, of hatred, bound by ideology of violence. Um, do we have this video? I know, I know it's... Do we have time to play it? Okay, yeah, we have okay, it. Okay, real quick. Let's, let's, let's watch. Don't just listen to what she says. Watch her facial expressions. Watch her body language when she talks about these groups. I remember um, when I was in college, I took uh, a terrorism class. And is that a such thing? Yeah, there was. So you go. Was, out, there is a lab for that. There was. A, there was a class. Hilarious. Do you go to lab? <laughs> no. You go out we, field we, trip we learned the, the, the ideology of. I'm glad um, you do that. <laughs> and so it was. It was the, the thing that was interesting in the class was every time the 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 professor said Al Qaeda, he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up, and you know. Yeah, he's in command like, here. Al Qaeda, you know. He's an expert. And it was, <laughs> and it was you know, as his his name. Name. <laughs> what does he learn? Okay, so so that that's what I'm saying. Like there is a there is an utter disrespect of of America, in my opinion, in the way she talks about this country. And she can't she comes from a place where people would give their left arm to be here and then to disrespect it in this way as a member of United States Congress 
that really gets to me. Yeah. Gets to me really bad. And and if it was one thing, that's that's something. But this is a string, a pattern of behavior uh, with no remorse and no consequences because people are too afraid to call her out on the left because she happens to be Muslim and is part of this mm. intersectional protected class. And it's really it's sad. It's pathetic. And I, I really didn't think we were going to be in this situation in Congress of all mm. places. Amen. Back in a minute. I am completely perplexed as to what her point was. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. I just have to say, uh, I work with a bunch of nerds. <laughs> Don't even let me into this. Not, not Jason Howard. Tim. I was asking, Chad, where are you? I need some man over here. <laughs> Something oh. huge just happened. Huge. Come on. Huge, like huge, like, life-changing. Like life-changing, huge. Yeah, yeah this is that? much more important than our Galaga c- conversation earlier. This is uh, much bigger. Well, okay, it's equal, it's equal close. <laughs> and, and what was that? So this uh, Star Wars just announced their, uh, they just released a teaser trailer mm-hmm. for episode nine, and they released the title of it, which is got, it's kind of blowing my mind. I don't understand it. It's going to be Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. What is that even? I mean, that's can you wait? Development. I mean, yeah, is she a Skywalker? We don't know. We don't know. Is he coming back? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. That's why it's the point. I feel like that's maybe the point. I'm actually really excited about it. I am too. Honestly, let's get this thing over with so I can watch the trailer again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, the Daily Wire's Michael Knowles. One of our friends, he's been on the show before, um, and we've been to visit them in California. Michael Knowles was, uh, he was doing a speech at, where was it, the University of Missouri, Kansas City. And um, he was attacked in the middle of it by a social justice warrior protester. Let's take a look at what happened. He's very, very satisfying. Protesting, and then a man runs in. Gets rocked by police. They had a mask on and what a, a gun. Water it, was like gun? A, it was like a super soaker gun. Yes. But what I find interesting. And then, and then and my buddy boy is trying to resist now. Yeah, you're in real like, danger, pal. I know. Like, what, hands up, don't shoot. Like, I, I'm shooting bleach. Hands up, don't shoot. All right, like he, well, also, the, the, those were the people in the back. Yeah. Like, yeah like, no one's talking to you. Knowles was the victim here. He <laughs> like, no. And the police were... Shpert, I mean, I, these people are so... So his, his speech was, I believe it was titled, Men Aren't Women. I think it was titled, Nazis Are Great Because That's What They Think. So this is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you're allowed... When you call everybody Nazi... Mm-hmm. And it's okay to punch Nazis. It's okay to attack Nazis because who doesn't want to attack a Nazi? And so this is the yeah. outcome of that. And so on the left, it's like, well, yeah, like why wouldn't he shoot bleach at Michael Knowles? He's a Nazi. Uh, and this is the, the logical arrival of where that goes. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah, because now, because everyone, they, you know, Michael Knowles is not a Nazi. Ben Shapiro's a Nazi, right? right? Hey, like, yeah. right. With the guy, Jewish ben, yeah, Jewish the, Ben Shapiro. The guy who's the victim of the most anti-Semitic exactly. attacks yeah. in the entire world of journalism is a Nazi. Um, you know, and it's funny, too, because, like, it, this, is, this is the bigger, right? like, Nazis are bad. They're really bad. And, I, you know, do I at times want Nazis to get punched in the face? Sure. That doesn't mean we, don't, we do it. That's not the way we handle ourselves in our society. And now it gets expanded to the point where anyone who's conservative is 
a Nazi. I mean, Michael Knowles is a good or, dude. Or a man. white supremacist, right? Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. White yeah. supremacists or Nazis. Yeah. Like, everyone is if, everyone if, you, is if you're all on the other spectrum. Yeah. Michael Knowles is a good dude. He's like, I mean, you know, he, he, he obviously, like, he'll come out and he'll do stuff on his show that can be, uh, you know, he can, he can get the, the, the juices flowing a little bit for the left. Um, but, you know, he, I mean, we, you know, we've met with him a bunch of times and we've had, you know, we, when we were out in L.A., we had dinner with him and talked to him for a long time. He's really smart, too. Like, Very. he is, I, I, like, I, you know, because you get in these political sort of like cable news sort of conversations and, you know, they don't go super deep or anything like that. Like, you go, you go to, I mean, I, talking to him in person, the guy has a lot of knowledge. He's reading all the time, you know, and he's not some crazy whack job. He's just not. And so the idea that, you know, he fits in the same world as some, you know, alt-right crazy person is insane. And and I think they just see, as Van Jones put it many years ago, the ends do justify the means. And so if they have to to shut up a Nazi, well, of course we can go attack them. Of course. You know what I would love to see? Because, you know, Joe Rogan is now, they, they kind of call him alt-right sometimes. Yeah. And then, and then like, the sometimes, really? yeah, oh yeah. Even though he's liberal and loves we'll weed. have Alex Jones on, yeah. And yeah, you know, or a gateway to the alt right, whatever. You mean they he call. talks to people he doesn't always agree yes, with? Yes, which is. I uh, really want one of these Antifa people to t- try to attack Joe. To try oh to punch gosh. Joe in the face. <laughs> Not a good idea. Do you know how satisfying that would be? That would be great. Please. But I mean, I, you know, just I think the the larger point too is he was there to say men aren't women, and conservatives time and time again are shut down. Um, you know, the, the protesters try to shut them down for giving a speech. Uh, in this case, it was something uh, as scientific as men aren't women. But you know what really bugs me, though? is like people like Michael and Ben, like they will have a dialogue with you. I know. They yeah. will debate you. Yeah. Like in you don't respe- need to in shoot. A respectful right, way. in a respectful yeah. way. They won't mock you. Like, but they don't want to debate. I guess that's, that's the, the point. problem. They that's don't the want point, to debate. Right? They just want to shut down opposing views. And I look at this and I think uh, I'm trying to determine what the average the average American, the average voter thinks about it. I'd like to believe that it's going to push them uh, a little further from the left. Yeah, well, and I think too, like, it should. Right. Um, um, and, the, and the funny thing here is, of course, obviously no one wants to be a victim of something like this, but there is nothing better for someone like Michael Knowles than to have a video like this mm-hmm. going around because it shows he's willing to go in there and to talk to people. He's the rational one. They look insane. Just from, if I'm on the left, from a, just an approach, an effectiveness standpoint, these are terrible ideas, just like it's terrible if, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this example before. It was in the movie Unplanned. If you're anti-abortion, uh, if you're a pro-life person, standing out in front of an abortion facility with the Grim Reaper outfit on and screaming <laughs> at the women that go in is not True. a good approach. True. And as Abby John and said when she was on with us, what it makes it feel like is the women go there, they see people screaming at them in a Grim Reaper, and it feels like the safe place to go is to go inside of Planned Parenthood. Uh, it's just not effective, whether you think it's right or not. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, I think uh, that would be a good argument to stop. And I would also add, too, when it comes to, you mentioned um, people talking to the other on the other side, this is at this point almost exclusive to the right. To the right. Yes. I mean, you know, ben, listen to Ben Shapiro's interview with Andrew Yang, the presidential candidate. Never in my entire life have I seen a, a Democratic candidate interviewed like that. Never. They go deep on policy for an hour. 
there is no name calling. There's no focus on dumb little controversies. There's no, you know, oh, here's the stupid issue of the day. They're talking about like the real details of what he wants universal basic income. Here's the downfalls. Here's the conservative arguments. Answer them. A respectful conversation. You leave it not only having respect for Ben for, for handling it that way, but also for Andrew Yang, who comes into an unfriendly place, but he treats it he he handles it like a man. Yeah, that's why I, I hate people get the wrong idea of Ben because that's and, and mostly because of social media and like YouTube because yeah. all the like the videos like this, videos. Right? Yeah. Well, well, yeah, and then ben they'll Jibiro say destroys exactly. Yeah. And like that's not and that's if you watch his entire thing, he he never really gets aggressive and people unless people get aggressive with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even still, it's aggressive like, from Ben Shapiro is not very aggressive. Arguing, right? <laughs> right. right. Furls his brow a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's about he's, all. He's never calling them stupid. Right. He's just he's just explaining his viewpoint. But uh, to go to your point, where you said, I wonder how you know everybody else feels about mm-hmm. this. I think the, the 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 court of public opinion on this is is shifting. Because before, like when they first started doing this, when Antifa was doing all this on college campuses, it was with, like, I don't think people really knew. Like they were protesting yeah. like like people like Milo Yiannopoulos, people yeah. like that, where we were like, ah, oh, it's kind of a crazy dude. And yeah. So like. We weren't really well, willing to like defend Well, and Milo. the media was calling them anti-fascist, which is like, well, that's great. Right, right. right. Well, I'm anti-fascist. Who's not? Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what they would say, yeah. you know? But, but, but now the more that they're attacking people like Knowles or Shapiro mm-hmm. or pick anybody else that uh, Matt Walsh was at Baylor and they were going to try and protest him. Oh God. Who's uh, Matt uh, Walsh? Yeah. Charles Murray. I mean, Charles Murray is like a respected. I mean, yes, he's a little controversial for whatever reason, because that's the way it is. But this guy is a, he's an older guy. He's uh, you know, a a well-known academic. He's been around for a million years and he's getting attacked at college speeches like that. that, This is not a sane place. So the problem is, is that these new activists didn't, they're not following in the footsteps of the, of the generation before them. People like Hillary Clinton, people like that, that were the, when in their day, they were reading Saul Alinsky. Like they had the manual yeah, to how to do this and do it correctly. Humor was very okay. You yep. could use humor. They don't do that now. Uh, you could not punch something in the face a million times every single day because, Saul, as Solinsky pointed out, eventually that'll turn against you. Yep. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, okay, guys, you're going way too far. The, this, you've overdone this. They're, they're not even follow their, following their own handbook, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be is, the dawn. Is there anyone on the left who does that effectively where they can communicate with both sides, make good arguments, make themselves look good. I argue no, because there are, because Joe Rogan's on the left, Dave Rubin's on the left, and yeah. guess what? They get called all right yeah, because they, they, they invite people who they disagree with on their shows yeah. and then give them, I guess, give them a platform, which then makes them all right. So even if you are on the left, you're still all right if you don't really toe that ideological line. Like you can't even associate with the Ben yeah, Shapiro's yeah, of the world. Yeah, just having the person on your show. Like Rogan's a great example. Rogan's not a conservative by not any means. I, I mean, know. but you know, he's on like a few issues, guns, like stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But um, in general, like socially, yeah. he's very liberal. Very liberal. The former vice reporter Tim Pool, who goes yep. on with Rogan, who's very a lot. liberal as well. Now he's very liberal. How he, dare he? Yeah. Said he was a Bernie guy. Yeah. That's yeah. what he. That, in his own words, he goes, "I'm, I'm, I, I, I he goes, I would have voted for Bernie." Another guy who they call it right it's, oh, it's unreal like it just well, because it's, it's like words don't have meaning anymore no. you just you call anyone who disagrees with you all right or nazi or fascist or whatever and they have no idea which, what the which would be means. which would be a, just annoying if the media didn't play into it yeah. it's like like really like you got like newsweek calling ben shapiro alt right like what are you talking about like they're complicit in this it's like basic 
basic knowledge. He's not alt right. Was that, that, that it, wasn't there an Economist article? I think that might be what yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah, about. Yeah, not yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Newsweek. Yeah. <laughs> You've done something else. Newsweek, I'm sure, but, Newsweek yeah. was Omar. I was that? Was that? Yes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm getting them all jumbled. But yes, there's mainstream media outlets who do this and play into this. It's it's insane. Yeah. Um, let's see. What do I want to go to next here? Oh, to go back to our illegal immigration uh, topic earlier. So there is a uh, there was a bill to in New York to expand college tuition for Gold Star families, so families of veterans, right? Um, but it got blocked by the Democrats after they approved 27 million in tuition aid for illegal immigrants. Mm. Wow, wow. So that's wonderful. Just to add to the craziness of society that we're living in, we've got the left shouting down conservatives. We've got the left uh, voting to not expand college tuition for Gold Star families, and um, also approving 27 million in tax dollars to help illegal immigrants instead. I feel like these sorts of things are good examples as to why this isn't an honest conversation, particularly from the left. It's like, if you believe that what, what's the argument here, right? People come over here illegally and they should be treated basically like citizens, right? Like they should be embraced and maybe made citizens, Mm -hmm. but at the very least welcomed. They should be able to work. They should be able to take care of their families. They shouldn't have to live in the shadows. They should be able to do all of these things. What you're arguing for is to make illegal immigration just legal immigration, which is fine. That's a fine argument. You can make that argument and say, you know what? We should just allow everyone that shows up, uh, maybe with a quick background check or whatever, just like, just come on in. They never argue for those laws. Why are you arguing about we should treat the illegal immigrant better? Why not just say they should just be legal immigrants, right? And that's the thing here. Like, you know, I think you can make an argument, obviously, if we have someone who's caught being an illegal immigrant, they should be treated fairly. They should be treated like any other uh, person. They shouldn't get rights uh, that they don't, you know, that citizens get, but they should get basic human rights, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we, I think we all would agree uh, on that. Um, but then to say, like, they're going to get $27 million in free college, uh, you know, gift certificates is like that you're not even arguing for an illegal immigrant thing. You're just saying, like, they should get the same benefits as everybody else because they're here. Well, then argue that. Like, make those points. Be honest about it. It's the same thing that happens with guns all the time. It's like, oh, well, we just want common sense gun regulations. And then something happens in, like, Australia. And they're like, look, Australia has done the right thing after a, a mass shooting well, that's not what you've been pitching to us. Australia is is a thousand times further than what your common sense gun measures are. What do you actually want? And of course, we know the answer to that is what they really want is no Second Amendment, no guns, yeah. um, or at least as close to that as they can possibly get. And, and you yeah, also but- got to wonder why this was never their policy just, what, five to ten years ago? Like the same people yeah. are, that are saying that they want that they're all for you know basically illegal making illegal immigration legal immigration. Yeah. They were the, some of the biggest hawks on immigration before. Oh yeah, I mean like, the, that's when the unions didn't want it though. I mean that, back when the unions were on their side, they were all. I mean you look back at those speeches from Harry Reid and Chuck Schumer in the nineties. I, I did a, vi- I did like, a video cr- Chuck Schumer versus Chuck Schumer. It did oh, yeah. like five million views because oh, it's awesome. like wow. Like, yeah, you forget how far they've yeah. moved. Nine day. But I mean even in two thousand six, they you know many uh, Democrats voted for the Secure Fence Act, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't all that secure and wasn't all that much offense. Uh, and, but the and bottom... Bef- and before that, Operation Golden Gate, they're the first wall basically that was built, the very hard mm-hmm. structure wall. That was Bill Clinton. They're, they were all about it then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, it's been a fast... We've moved very far, very fast. And we brought that example up a million times about Bernie Sanders in 2013 bringing up a Medicare for All and get zero Democratic co-sponsors. Mm-hmm. Zero. Like, I know Trump's mm-hmm. president, so it's like... Kind of, sort of, but like, has the right moved that far? Like, I feel like the position wise, yeah, it's not like Trump obviously is further. I almost feel like we've moved closer to the middle. 
just trying to like preserve what we have. Like, okay, let's calm down for. That's what I feel. At the same time that they're moving farther left, we're moving along with them. Can we just like have the Constitution like for a second? Like, let's just stay here for a minute because yeah, Yeah. I feel like they've really swung far, but I can't really point to a, like, it's not like we're saying, like, we need automatic machine guns now mandatory for everyone. That's, that's like kind of how far. Farther, right, on that. I mean, mean, maybe the, maybe the, the abortion topic, right? Maybe so. Because they've gone so extreme. So now we've got all of these heartbeat bills being passed. Uh, It's true. Although I'm not, I'm not calling it, I know, I'm not calling it extreme. I'm just saying, you know, I feel like they're striking back. I mean, the the Republican position for many, many years has been repeal Roe versus Wade. It's not like like they're tricking people into like creeping slowly. They're saying, no, we don't like abortion. We don't want it. But conservative principles at all. The current GOP is, I would not consider conservative at all. No. I mean, there's no fiscal responsibility. There's a tax cut with no cuts in spending. Right. It's it's let's not repeal Obamacare. Let's replace it with something. But to your that's point, not the older old. That's not conservative. These right moves there. are not to the right. These are yeah. moves to the left. I mean, yeah. the spending. Yeah. I mean, yes, we've completely the, as a, the GOP in general has completely abandoned any care about spending. And that's largely because Trump is president and he doesn't really it's not one of his focuses. Um, however, that's not a move to the right. It's another move. Yeah. That's a giant move to the left. We just become the Democrats on that issue. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so far on the budget stuff, like they now worry that now they, they want to they want to pass like a spending increases. You know, the yeah. tops of it. They don't even talk about the budget anymore. Yeah. It's like, oh, let's all vote to increase it. And then we'll find out what we want to fill into it later. Yeah, I, I, what? I'm struggling. I mean, Trump's rhetoric on the border is more right. But than, what he's done is but not. what he's done has. I mean, it hasn't really. And I'm happened. no historian, but does that usually happen? Like if one party goes left, does the other party swing right? Like, it's interesting. There's a Glenn did a monologue this week on TV um, with the, the about pendulum, the pendulum right? effect. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you kind of do see that at least stylistically that we bounce back and forth. We pick one president. We get sick of him. We go the other style. And, and it does happen with policy. And at times, you know, Glenn's theory is and I think it's right is is when an event pushes it super far one way, it swings back really hard the other way. Yeah. Um, and I think. To a li- to a liberal, is kind of what we're seeing here with Trump, where like Trump, it, you know, it, is Trump, this is, is Trump the event, maybe, or or the result of the event potentially. Um, uh, maybe the financial crisis is the event. Uh, maybe the Obamacare and that big government expansion. Um, but you know, you really think of of. To a liberal, Trump is really like, holy crap, this is way worse than Bush. And to, I think, a liberal who doesn't really study it, they're thinking this is a far move to the right. It's, not, it's really a rhetoric move more than anything else. To I mean, a liberal, you have a liberal as a GOP president. So you can literally do anything yeah. you want, but you chose to go in another direction. Thank God they did. Absolutely insane. Thank God they did. Uh, all right. Yesterday's poll, which Democratic candidate do you think is the most dangerous in the 2020 presidential race? Interesting. Uh, 19%, only 19% said Kamala, mm. tied with uh, Robert Francis. Really? At Joe 19%. Biden at 22? Really? Joe Biden only 20%. the most dangerous. And Bernie Sanders <laughs> taking it away with wow. 40%. I agree with that. I don't get Biden, but I agree with Bernie. But Biden is like, I, he's a, the old white guy that is like, he's like the liberal Trump almost. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really interesting how quickly um, O'Rourke's campaign just kind of Old. It really is. It feels like it's dead. Although, I mean, I, you know, look, we haven't had one debate yet. We, I mean, like, there's still so much time to turn this stuff around. Right? Wait till he gets those arms flailing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Debate. That's going to be really exciting. Policy-wise, he's still cracking me up. He's still putting out, he's still blasting out mass tweets on, tell me what you want me to do. You know, like, please, please tell me, <laughs> yeah. because I have no clue what I want to do. Um, meanwhile, other people are out there like actually he, saying like, what they're going to do. Uh, certainly, he didn't just run in a race where he probably should have had all of these policies already <laughs> formulated. Yeah, right. 
Well, uh, real quick on the on the wording of that, did you take that as a da- uh, who's the most dangerous as far as they are going to be able to win the election, or did you take it as like, who's to going America. to be the actual dangerous to America as president? Because I would oh, agree Bernie. with Bernie on that a hundred percent. I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I thought that yesterday oh, when okay. we were talking about it. I don't know. I feel like they probably took it as the most dangerous to America. Right. If they won, who would be the worst? Because I don't think anybody right. thinks Bernie's going to win. So yeah, I don't think they would be the most likely. Yeah. He would be the most likely to win. But I mean, uh, he would be the most dangerous because he's the only one. I mean, he's been consistent on these issues for 50 years. Yeah. It's not like he, I mean, there's a crazy article, and I, I know we're, we're short on time here, but you got to read this. Politico today had an article about Elizabeth Warren, who apparently was a conservative Republican for like a good chunk of her life, like more time than her being liberal. What? Like she was like a conservative Republican, not super political until she got into politics, which was like in the, like, the 90s. Was it, wow. was it around the time when she became, Found out she was Native, Native American. American. I think it was around that time. Was it she, she was she a conservative she was Native when she was conservative Native American, and now she's non-Native <laughs> American and now liberal. But it was about she was like working in bankruptcy, and like that changed her mind about okay. politics. But like she has a friend who is now very conservative, and said used to have fights. She used to be a liberal, and they used to fight the opposite sides, and now they've switched sides, oh, and they're still, funny. you know, wow. they're still on the op- polar opposites. Kind of interesting story. I had no idea At about Politico? that. At Politico, yeah, check it out. Huh. Uh, and then today's poll, will the Democrats rein in Omar, uh, Ilan Omar, after her recent comments downplaying the 9-11 terrorist attack as yeah, no, some people who did something? I mean, I feel like they've had multiple opportunities to you rein can't, in Omar. You can't, because guess what? They'll turn on, they'll eat you. They'll say you're Islamophobic. Stop no. Stop berating a woman of color in Congress. Like it's That's the system they've set up, so they can't do it. In public, they won't. In private, you know they are. They're so furious. I, I guarantee oh, yeah. you they're getting locked out. Yeah, we they're, know they're, they're, sick, they're sick of her. They're yeah. sick of AOC. They're sick of this. They're trying to figure out a way. The real Democrats that have been there for a long time are trying to figure out a way to end this, but they can't come out and feel yep. like... It can't mm-hmm. feel like they're against these young whippersnappers. They just... But they're... You know, Glenn, you know, it's what, it, what was Glenn was calling it? The, uh, the the hip new Democrats like AOC and the hip replacement Democrats. Yeah. That that <laughs> battle is still raging. And, I, you know, usually what happens is the hip replacement ones win in the end. Um, I, I do find it interesting really quickly that, you know, before it, they seem to do a really good job of keeping their in-party battles behind closed doors. Yeah. And whereas the Republicans have not done that very well, at least in recent years. I mean, you know, the 2016 election was just I think they're changing that, though, circus. because the, the AOCs of the world will, will subtweet. And that's, and yeah, and that's what bring it public, and so they're kind of like, okay, we got to yeah, be really so careful I'm wondering we, if, That's what I was going to say. I'm wondering if that's going to change with all of these new, you know, yeah. whippersnappers coming and, and shaking it up. I wonder if that's going to change because it will be really interesting to see how their party is. To go to your point, Ocasio Cortez also was like she said that anybody that votes with the GOP, she was going to start Shame blasting it, yeah. their their names yeah. out to uh-huh. activists. And she's much better at the internet <laughs> than the, the than the hip replacement Democrats. Yes, so. uh, no, no doubt about that. It's, and, and I think it's interesting. I've seen a couple people mention AOC as the Democrat Trump. And it's like, it's not obvious, but when you kind of think about it. I've been saying that for oh, you have socialist. Yeah. I call her the socialist Donald Trump. Huh. It, she knows how to do it. She knows how to deflect. It's never her fault. Yeah. She knows how to get her followers whipped up. Yeah. Like, I think it's a, to a T. They're different because one's a socialist. The other is Trump, obviously. But, man, there's some similarities there. That's really depressing. Mm. Yeah. I'm really depressed now. Uh, <laughs> let us know what you think on that poll at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys Monday. Have a lovely weekend. It might have been my truck because I, I literally have been saying that. I, maybe it was. Like I it's a great point. It's a great point. All the time. And you think of it. 
Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.